This is BTS with CTV behind the scenes, behind the stories we bring you from the CTV Vancouver newsroom. My name is Penny Daflos, and I'll be your guide behind the curtain, which takes us into the world of police ride-alongs. Transit police get to know the regulars like this guy. So you obviously knew you had a warrant if you were running, eh? He was also carrying a crack pipe and weapons. He's got a couple knives. In mid-April, Sinjin Alexander, one of CTV's most recognizable and compelling reporters, got rare access into the world of Metro Vancouver's transit police. 183 transit officers patrol Metro Vancouver's system. C-bus, SkyTrain and buses. How are you tonight? With help from a communication centre that runs 24-7. I'm showing that tattoo on his right arm. But what was supposed to be a textbook ride-along showing a typical night suddenly became something more, with Sinjin racing after police to document the whole thing. A whistle and shout, warning the cops are coming. Transit police race down alleys and dodge traffic. A wanted man has been spotted and is getting away. Sinjin, thank you so much for joining me on this uh, episode of BTS with CTV News here at Waterfront Station. It's my first one. Hopefully first of many. I hope. I hope so, too. This is a really unusual story because we don't get to do a lot of ride-alongs. Uh, tell me how this came about. It was an idea at one of our uh, futures meeting. Let's Because they just got a raise. The transit police just got a raise. And it was a big raise. And we found out, just so you know, $72,000 a year for a rookie... $100,000 for those who've been around for about four years, been stamped and approved. So it's a good it's a good salary. So a That's lot of good people, coin. Great coin. And people were asking, okay, do we need them? I mean, after all, it is the only transit police of its type in Canada. There's, they're all over the world, but this is the only one in Canada. And so uh, let's go and find out. Let's see what they do. And, you know, there's a bunch of stats, but the best way to find out, as you know, with television is actually go there. So we called them up and said, can you show us? Let us come along with you. And they said, day or night? We said, well, when is it most busy? Definitely night. And, of course, the first place he went, Surrey Central. There's an SMS. He said. It looks like it was uh, an SMS text from one of our bus operators. And he's given us some information that he believes that uh, a person that we're looking for in relation to an assault uh, is currently uh, on his bus. So, um, so someone's uh, dealing with that now? Yeah. So we're out with that call right now. Okay, so where should we go now? Uh, I think at this point here, we're probably going to head to Surrey and uh, we'll start there. And that was really, really busy. Um, should I jump right ahead? I'm gonna jump to go for it? Do it. What happened when you got there? So, first of all, it's fascinating. First thing you learn is everyone thinks that the transit police can only work along the tracks or only on the, on the buses or sea buses, but they now have authority everywhere. So they can actually pull you over in your car if you roll through a stop sign or you anything you like, they can do that. And the reason they want to do that now is to check your ID, to see who you are. Presumably, in case you're connected to something on a transit a transit file, is that is that what it? Any file at all. So they um, are looking for people who have who are wanted, who did not show up in court, uh, who have breached conditions, and they can catch them. And it's next to what they're doing. So they have always been called the glorified ticket people, right? The glorified ticket checkers. Now with the fare gates. They will watch them on occasion. They've got their hands full, so they don't do it normally. They will watch on occasion. But what they want to do is see that one person who follows behind, who slips behind someone else and say, oh, 
excuse me, can we check your ID? Because they find that criminals don't like paying for transit. And they can catch a lot of people, which I didn't know. And this is the stuff that we found out on on the field. Um, so really what they were doing, though, is they were trading access in exchange for publicity to explain themselves and why they deserve this pay raise that may otherwise be difficult to justify when people do think they're just ticket checkers. Yeah, I mean, we asked and they said yes. And uh, they got to organize who we went with. And fair enough. I mean, ideally, we'd like to choose who we went with, but who would we choose? Yeah. We don't know the. We don't know them, uh, and they will give us someone, hopefully, who's good on television, who can speak, who knows. And we needed someone who knew the system well, who they were comfortable with us with answering all of our questions. And I think that's a misperception. We often get uh, pitched by PR people to do stories or whatever. We ask for a spokesperson, and they often tell me, oh, this person's really good-looking. They do really well on TV. Not necessarily. We want a good speaker. We want someone who knows their topic. That's a lot more important than whether they have good hair or whatever. Absolutely. And we also find that people who don't want to be on camera, who don't want to be interviewed, are generally the ones who are best. How many times have you been out in the field where people come and say, Penny, can I be on TV? Okay, we're doing a story that needs streeters, the man on the street interviews. Let's talk to you about that. And often, most of the time, I'm being blunt, they're useless. (laughs) It's the ones who are, who don't want to be on camera, who are generally shy, who are always thoughtful and excellent interviews and give us something that we didn't even think about, that's usually insightful. And who did you get for this story then? We got Staff Sergeant Troy Henyek. I'm sorry, Troy, if I mispronounced your name. Uh, he's been on the force for a long time. We met him at uh, New Westminster Station. He brought us in on a car. He was sent to Surrey Central. And before we got there, someone had already been busted. An arrest warrant breached because somebody on his team saw somebody, I think, running through a red light, pulled him over, and he was arrested. And now he's going to face his day in court. The biggest one, of course, is I'm with a camera person, Jimmy. You know Jimmy. Jimmy's a great shooter. Jim Fong, one of the best. And we've been shooting all night. Poor Jimmy had to go to the washroom. It happens. We do go to the washroom. So he goes to the washroom with Troy, with Star Staff Sergeant. They go to the washroom, and I'm there with three, I won't call them rookies, but they're pretty new on, on very good, pretty new on the beat, and we're outside a corner store. All of a sudden, all three of them take off. They're gone. They bolt. They hear something and they bolt. I look. Jimmy's not there. He's in the washroom. So is Troy. So now, what do I do? Of course, you get out your iPhone. I know there's that swipe thing you can do to bring up the the, uh, the camera quickly. Camera, yeah. I couldn't do it. <laughs> What's my passcode? Of course, my fingerprint isn't working. And they're gone. So we've got a bad guy, if I can call him now. We won't mention his name. A but suspect. A, we've got a suspect. suspect. We've got a okay. suspect who's running... Away from police, police are chasing him, and I'm still trying to get my phone working. I do. Classic engine. Oh, yeah. Classic <laughs> me. And so you can hear me going, talking to myself as I'm chasing after these police or chasing after the suspect. I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> They're one of them. Glance back to see if I was there could see me in this and somehow thankfully traffic they had to dodge traffic and i managed to catch up to them and go through the traffic this is the kind of stuff we love 
to do. I mean, this is where the fun part of the job is, you know. We love this stuff. This is why. Sinjin, I've never run into traffic chasing transit cops, chasing after a suspect. Well, you gotta try it, Penny. (laughs) No, it was, admittedly, somehow, you know it's dangerous. And something could have gone wrong, but you're thinking in your mind, oh no, this is good stuff. Nothing wrong could possibly happen here. Look at the Viz. The Viz is awesome. It's great, Viz. We're gonna be fine. They catch him. I'm looking for Jimmy. He's still not there, but that's okay. I'm rolling. They've got this guy in cuffs now. They're reading him his rights. I've never heard that. Do you understand? Yeah. Okay. Do you wish to contact a lawyer? Yeah, I do. Okay. Who's the lawyer? Again, the guy was a rookie, and he's looking at his piece of paper. It's very different rights than we hear on TV, by the way. Nothing like I've heard before. Very, very Canadian, if I can call it that. Very polite. Do you have a lawyer, sir? What's your lawyer's name? It's brilliant. Um, so, what do they find on this guy? This is the good stuff. Now, this is stuff, remember, you mentioned PR. They try and set things up. Mm-hmm. They can't set this criminal up. If they did, I mean, I don't know how they set that. This is Hollywood. This is the real thing. This is the real thing. So, this is a man who they recognized. This is what transit police uh, are doing quite well, is they know the regulars. Mm-hmm. They recognize him. Yes, that's the guy. They need him for something. I don't. I can't remember, Penny, what it was. But he was wanted, uh, arrested with three knives on transit. Because one isn't enough. Well, uh, maybe he collects them. I don't know. Maybe he collects them. And a crack pipe, uh, some marijuana, which isn't so much a big deal anymore because it's soon to be legal, and some rolling papers and uh, various, and, and a little, little, little speaker. I guess he likes portable music, a little speaker Bluetooth thing for maybe for the long journeys on, uh, on SkyTrain. Anyway, broke a sweat, got it all. Jimmy shows up. Oh, oh! <laughs> and then, I mean, the, he's, I mean, he's a phenomenal shooter, and the pictures that he take are breathtaking. So he got some really good stuff of the of the rest and, and the uh, and the reaction from the officers. But Sinjin, this is not your uh, first experience uh, being kind of behind the scenes with transit. I mean, this time it was the transit cops, but you've uh, been with TransLink before. They got you some pretty rare access as well to see what the maintenance is like. And that that was an eye-opener for me, i got to tell you. Yeah, that was one of the things that you and I were discussing, and the entire station was discussing. You take SkyTrain late, I take SkyTrain late. People have always said, why is it shutting down so early? Does it really have to shut down early? They've always said, oh, we've got to do maintenance. Okay. Show us. Much like the transit police, we need transit police. We said, okay, show us. So we did the same thing. Um, They do have to do work. There's a lot of work to be done. We saw it. We saw the sparks there. The grinders. All that stuff. Replacing the rails. Uh, It's dangerous work. They have to switch off the power. But we asked the question, okay, people need it on Friday and Saturdays. Could you just move it to another night and do it another night and let SkyTrain run longer on the weekends? As they do in other cities? As they do in other cities. And the response was, a very honest, it is possible. That was an eye-opener. So we said, well, why don't we do it? Money. It's going to cost a lot of money. The reason they do it on Friday and Saturday nights at the moment is because they have longer to do it. So SkyTrain runs longer... But it doesn't open until later. And if something goes wrong, they want that extra time. If something goes wrong on a Monday, traffic, businesses, pe- uh, people running to work, it's a bigger deal 
than on a Saturday. Saturday's still a big deal, but they realize it's a weekend. The majority of people are not using it. So that's what they're doing. However, uh, we asked that question, and as you know, I think you reported on it. The news came out and said, we are now going to look at it. And we believe that it was because we asked those questions, because we went out with, with TransLink that night and said, show us. It opened their eyes, I think, for you reported. I think that's what happened, right? It opened their eyes, I think. They definitely discussed it in and did an analysis, the likes of which they've never done before. But I think part of that, it wasn't just asking the questions, because they've been asked these questions before. Uh, and we've talked about this on other podcasts. I think it's just the power of television and the power of seeing. And it's one thing to, um, our, our print colleagues do an excellent job, our radio colleagues do an excellent job. But when you see the work that is involved, whether it's replacing rails or chasing after a perp, that's when you get a real appreciation, I think, of what is involved and why it's not just as easy as, you know, doing something electronically or, or, or you know, let's find ways to, to make efficiencies. It's not that easy. Once you see the physical, and some of it is very physical work, it really casts things in a different light. And I think you can only do that through television news. I think you're right. Uh, print, we love our print colleagues. We wish we could do print sometimes because all the little <laughs> facts that we could put in, maybe all the numbers, yes. and because we can't fill it all in with television. But yes, when you see the images, graphics are great and all, but they're kind of boring. So by asking them to go at night, by giving us access, which kudos to all of them, they did, and let us discover these things, we were able to show the audience, we were able to see for ourselves, you know, seeing is believing, there it is. We were able to keep up, and we were able to realize, ah, there's something that can be done here. And then... We saw the maintenance on the SkyTrain. How quickly they clean those SkyTrains at night. Can I be a little gross here? We learned about hot lunches. Oh, Sinjin. <laughs> but we didn't know. The worst night for hot lunches? Rugby 7. The night of Rugby 7 apparently oh. is the dirtiest day for SkyTrain. It's all the day drinking. It's, it's, it's just having a really good time and needing SkyTrain to go home. Yep. And that's what they do. So... It was fascinating because we could see how quickly, this is part of the maintenance, of course, uh, I think they're allowed a minute and a half, if I'm right. The train rolls in, and a team waits for it. The doors open, and a, just a team, I, I'm talking a team, dozens of people go in there, scrub it down, do the floors, do the seats, do the ceilings, all of it. And then out they go, the train doors close, and out it goes. And they know. they got a minute and a half. There's no, like, ooh, I want to make you know buff this up a little bit more. No, done, move, out. And they're very good at it. I think the power of, of those stories as well, though, is your style. Because you put a lot of sound in there. We hear from a lot of people. You really take us into what we're seeing. It's not a lot of descriptive stuff. You let us see what's there. You let us hear what's there. You let us hear from the people. And I think that your style actually really lends itself to understanding stuff like that. Because you really kind of take us where you've been. Thank you for that very much. I think I'm blushing, am I? <laughs> A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> well, this is what I like to do. I mean, I think that's the beauty of television as well. Let people show it. Let you show it. You have to grab the audience by the hand, as you know, a little bit, and guide them along and show them what they're about to see. But you can show that great work of the, the saws going down on the rails and the big sparks coming out. And the sound is phenomenal. I mean, I, I loved it. The audience is going to love it, too. 
you have the police officer in his truck talking dis- dispatch. And I don't know what she was saying. You know, there was a <laughs> beep, beep. I have no idea what she was saying. But we were really there. Beep, beep. Okay, we got a code 6493, and, uh, yeah, he's wearing a red tattoo, and, uh, okay, we'll PVR that in 5-6 on it. No idea what it meant. <laughs> I don't think they were PVRing it, but, yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. They might be. I don't know. <laughs> And part of that storytelling, um, you mentioned Jim Fong, your uh, videographer, yeah. but uh, a lot of it also comes down to the editor. Oh, Janine, Janine Avellino. I love working with her. I don't. I don't know if she loves working with me. <laughs> she's one of our best. Oh, she's so good. And I come with the ideas, and I say, okay, so I'm thinking this, and I'm thinking that, and I'm over here and that, and then this and that, Janine, and she somehow understands what I mean. Sometimes I don't know. She cut it together beautifully, and that is key, as you know, uh, the editor, because it was. Jimmy had, this is what made Jimmy so good, a camera beside, a camera over here. It wasn't a GoPro, but it was that kind of thing. There was so much footage. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of material. For a a minute-and-a-half, two-minute story, uh, our editors can easily be looking at 30, 45 minutes, sometimes an hour of tape to go through and find the best stuff. At least, at least that. And now they're all little files, so you have to keep opening those little files, and I can't imagine what that's like for her. But it was, uh, and she made it look effortless. And so that when you are watching at home, oh, that was nice. That was interesting. And, And she... That's, that's what she does beautifully. We have really, 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 we're very lucky. Excellent editors at CTV. One last question while I still have you here. I think it's the question you probably get asked more than anything else. People do not understand your name. Oh. They, they want St. John, St. John, what's the deal with that? It, since you're here. Yeah, okay. I think we have to talk about it. So we think that St. John is an old... European, probably British name from way back when. There's a volleyball player named Sinjin Smith. I think he was born with the S-T-J-O-H-N. That way he said, okay, this is too hard, S-I-N-J-I-N. A lot of people do that. If you go to Britain and you say your name is Sinjin, they'll go, oh, yes, yes. We haven't got many here, but they know the name Sinjin. We think that when you said St. John way back when, it sounded like Sinjin. I was in Bruges. And the oldest building in Bruges is the hospital. It's built in a thousand. Okay, a thousand. And it's it's called St. John's Hospital. And the name is still up there. And it's spelled Penny. S-I-N-T-J-A-N. St. Jan. I heard the angels singing that day. <laughs> because I could then explain it. Because I didn't know either. But it's just an old name. It's an old, especially British. They've hung on to it. It's just the way you pronounce the name. It's spelled like St. John, and it has been a bit of a headache my entire life, especially the first day of class. And, you know, the, my classmates know what it is, but they always get teach me rolling off the names Penny, Mike, Roger, Danielle, and then silence. And we'd all sit and stare, and somebody in class would say, Oh, that's St. John. One of my best friends. Yeah, it's like engine with an S. <laughs> and on that note, I want to thank you for joining me. I don't think I've laughed this much on any other podcast, so thank you. Oh, good. It was so much fun. I do hope we do it again. Absolutely. Thanks, Engine. 
I also want to thank Adam Lee for his support with archival audio this week. And thank you for joining us on BTS with CTV. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover on a future podcast? Email me at bts at ctv.ca. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe for more insights, tidbits, and the stories behind the stories. I'm Penny Davlos. Thank you.